Welcome in to the Fire Zone show. Back at you, fresh off of the Ravens cutting the roster down to 53, cutting the active roster down to 53 today. We're recording this on Tuesday, August 30th, uh, about nine o'clock. Not getting up the location, <laughs> undisclosed locations. Um, but yeah, we, you know, when we, we record these kind of early week shows is typically looking back at a game and talking about the defense. Of course, the last preseason game was against the commanders, but with the roster cut down happening today, we're going to pivot. Uh, like they say on the pivot podcast, anybody can podcast, but not anybody can pivot. <laughs> so we're going to pivot and really kind of talk more about the roster and some of the moves that were made um, and some things that we think might, still be coming um yeah so before we do that uh Denar, well i got i feel it's weird saying like you know normally i like to be like hey how's it been going but we just recorded on sunday <laughs> so i just talked right. to you not that long ago but well, how you been how you been doing since sunday night it's been an interesting 48 hours i mean just after the game and, and taking a step back and and just actually looking at how the personnel was used. And, you know, we, we kind of been talking a little bit off screen, but it just, it's just interesting when you look back on that game, how much more information you can kind of gleam off of what they were really trying to accomplish. Yeah, we did our prediction show uh, Sunday night. Um, and, it was tough. We talked about it during the show, um, and I want to say we we missed about eight nine guys, which is, is you know not great. But yeah. <laughs> we knew that it was going to be difficult because of all of the injury stuff that was kind of all right. This might happen because of injury, or this might not happen because of injury. And so you know you were kind of fumbling around in the dark a little bit with some of this stuff. But now we got a little bit more clarity. Probably there's there's still some some more clarity to come mm-hmm. but we got a little bit more with what they did today so um we can we can we can touch on the whole thing i mean i know we focus on defense on here but we can touch on the whole thing the whole roster both sides but i you know like we said before we started recording i think most of the interesting stuff really happened on defense um but let's start offense we can do that quick just because i think it'll be quick um, yeah. i think tyler batty um not making the 53 probably surprised some people because he was a draft pick this year. And, you know, there's a, there's a perception uh, <laughs> that current year draft picks uh, are, are, are going to make a roster, but it depends on where you get drafted. Right. Yeah. Because we talked about this during the uh, prediction show that there's precedent. There's been precedent for them releasing guys who were sixth or seventh round, sometimes maybe even a fifth round pick. I think there was a fifth round pick once. Uh, an offensive lineman, I could, he might have been six. Um, but they had done that before. And I know for you, well, I'll just ask you, why did you think Batty wouldn't be on the A? He just didn't, he didn't do anything that, as a coach would say, make me keep you. He, you know, he just, nothing he did in in terms of game time that we saw 
on a, you know, in the, in the time we saw him, he just didn't any, do anything that you couldn't get, you know, from somewhere else, like off the street or whatever. He just, he wasn't special in a sense. And when, when you're a draft pick, you, you've got to have a special trait. I mean, even Justice Hill has still got that little shift and that burst and get after you if you if you mess around with them. Um, that's just an example. So I just think he just never flashed in practice. He didn't flash in games. And, you know, maybe he needs more time or – or whatnot, but it's just it didn't seem like it was a fit. Yeah, and I the the, the bar here is kind of high, you know. Right. So you thinking about now? J.K. was a second round pick, so I'm not comparing a second round pick to a sixth round pick. But even Gus, when he came in as an undrafted guy, you know, he made. He forced his way onto the roster, you know yeah. what I mean? With the way that he played. It was like, look, we 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 have to have this guy. Yeah. Um, because I remember the year that he came in, it was like three undrafted guys, three undrafted running backs. It was him, uh, I think it was a dude from Miami, or he had played in Miami at one point. He might have gone somewhere else. And there was another dude. And he just made it where it was undeniable. Yeah. Like, you gotta put me on this roster based on how I've played. And with Batty. As much as people may like the the potential, and say, "Oh, you know, he he's you know this this receiver." They talked about that through OTAs and stuff. You know, they do all this cool receiving stuff with him. I mean, that's all fine and well, but you got to see it. Yeah, you know I mean, you got to you got to see it show up in the games and and when it's as real as it can be for these guys. The preseason is as real as it can be for them. They haven't got to the regular season, so yeah. Hey, we we probably haven't seen the last of him. I mean, could somebody else claiming? Sure, and he not make it through waivers. Yeah, that's possible. But he could also make it through and be on the practice squad, make it continue to develop him. And we may see all those things. Right. You know, the people who, who you know really believe in him, um, you know, say are they? So, right. Um, so I think was anybody else on offense? Did it? Oh well, I mean, they kept Tristan Cologne. Who we didn't have, and they kept Josh Oliver, who we didn't have. But we talked about the, the tight end thing, and I, it was one of those things. Once again, we thought just as Urban got cut today, yeah, um, we thought Josh Oliver would kind of be the same way. Where, hey, let's, you know, we'll see you tomorrow type deal with him. But ended up giving him. I, I'll say this. I, I saw a different Josh Oliver in the third preseason game. Like, when I saw him, when he came here from the trade, he looked slow. He kind of just didn't look like he had played football in a couple, you know, in a year. Like, he's... Yeah, he'd been hurt in Jacksonville. Yeah. He, battled through some he, looked like, he looked like a guy that just hadn't had played football in a while. That game, he he flashed some like legit like oh his body is starting to catch up with him, and it just it, he looked different. So I I'm assuming they felt like a they didn't want to expose him to waivers because a lot of teams are probably tight end hungry. 
And also, maybe they're a little worried about something else in their room. Yeah, that's one thing that came to my mind. Obviously, we know about Kohler. Um, we don't necessarily know what his injury status is in terms of how many games he's going to. I mean, I guess it's going to be four. I, I assume they're putting him on IR probably. So that's right. a minimum of four. So there's one guy. Boyle has been back and has been practicing and has been playing, but he's still kind of working his way through it too. Mm-hmm. You know, and Ricard has had hip problems. I don't know that Ricard's, Ricard's missed a bunch of. I don't think he's he's he's, he's not missed a lot of games, but yeah. he's he sat out a lot of practices towards the end of last year. Yeah. So I think you know, you you got some of those factors at play, and then like you said, the guy himself, the player himself, Josh Oliver. I know people will get kind of down on him at times because look in the run game. Uh, it's still a work in progress, you know, in terms of blocker. It's gotten better. I think yeah. it's gotten better from when he first got here. But what they ask their tight ends to do in the run game is a little bit different than what most teams are probably doing um, these days with tight ends in the run game. And um, even the stuff that they do where they carve out certain roles for certain guys like him and Andrews and probably likely too, they're not going to make those guys, you know, line up in line a ton and block a D in. They're not going to be doing yeah. a ton. They're going to be in space blocking a force player, which is usually going to be a safety, maybe a linebacker, something like that. Typically a safety. Right. <laughs> They're going to get those guys on DBs and let them let them work some DBs over out there in space. Right. And, right. and you know, you have to just look at that progression. I think you can remember back when Andrews first got here, he was not a good blocker. Uh, oh. but he's he's become a pretty solid blocker in what they ask him to do. You know, and so, you know, I think you can you can get there with likely. I think Oliver, you know, can can get a little bit better at it. And then he still got some receiving ability. You know, he, he can move. You know, he's not a, he's not a stiff or anything like that. Yeah. Um, and I, I wonder, think he's a solid NFL tight end. And I wonder you say this name and make this comparison and people are like, oh, you dude's lost his damn mind. I can only say it this way. He is not. Darren Waller. I'm not calling him Darren Waller. <laughs> what I'm saying is they've been down this road. There's at least a parallel in my mind of having an athletic guy who, you know, people maybe didn't have, uh, you know, real high, you know, draft opinion. Mm-hmm. Let's just keep this guy in the fold. See what we can do. Maybe there's something there that the switch comes on and it it, it goes crazy. They've I mean, he's got four go games crazy. to prove himself. They've seen it go crazy somewhere else. Yeah, right. he's and got. Waller, yeah, Waller had complicating factors because of yes. you know the addiction and all that stuff. But so I'm not comparing him to Darren Waller at all. I'm not saying Josh Oliver will ever be Darren Waller. Uh, I hope he I hope he can be right because I don't like to talk negatively about players. I hope he can be as good as he possibly can be. Um, but you know, that, that might be, if you're thinking about factors, that's probably like a 1%, maybe a half a percent kind kind of thing that might've been in the thinking. <laughs> so right. it just came to my mind, like, Hey, maybe it's like, Hey, we've been down this road with a talented kind of raw guy before, and we let him get up out of here and he blew up. Maybe we don't do that. He could be a really decent tight end. And I think we saw a little bit. Like I said, I think I saw a little bit of that in the last th- in the third game. I think I think he's his mind and his body have finally caught up from all the injuries, and he's been in a, in a place for a couple of years that's taking care of him a little bit. Yeah, 
So that that helps. I mean, I saw the video of Marcus Williams walking on Harbaugh's lawn, and the man thought he had hit pay dirt. Like, I don't think he's ever leaving Baltimore ever again in his life. He was so happy. Well, he said he'd never been invited to his head coach's house. He's like, oh, they right. had me at their place like this. And this is a nice place. <laughs> <laughs> now, obviously, some coaches may live in a city, you know, whatever. Yeah, yeah. You know, John Payton, yeah, do their do. But there are certain types of dudes when they hit this atmosphere and this culture grow up. And I, and I think Josh Oliver is one of those guys where he's growing up. And like you just said, they don't want to see their 17-year-old boy who's about to become a man <laughs> transfer <laughs> and finish at some prep school. Like, no. yeah, I want to finish the growth. I want to see if it's all there. And if Kohler's going to be on IR for four games, you got four games. Give me a reason to keep you. Yeah, it doesn't hurt. Like you no. said, you've got those four games at a minimum. Let's see, right? We saw we saw last season a little bit, bits and pieces. There might have been a little something there. Let's let's we saw a little bit more this year, you know, this preseason, offseason. Hey, look, we got at least four more. If there's something there, you know, we'll see what happens. If not, you know, Kohler comes back and he steps in and you know gets his opportunity and you go on from there. I, I think I think Mr. Mr. Boyle's also on that yeah for that four game clock. Yeah. Yeah, I, so, I look I, I get what people say about him working his way back into shape and that's why he's playing late into you know the second preseason game and playing in the third preseason game. I that's probably all true, getting himself sure, ready. Absolutely. But I I don't know, man. Something about yeah. that just doesn't smell right to me. <laughs> it, 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 it's, it's, I will, I will say this. There look, there's two scenarios that just popped in my head. Either Kohler is going to be ready and they're looking to trade someone, which could be either or Mr. Oliver or Mr. Boyle. Or, they they about to do some 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 random stuff with Mr. Likely and <laughs> and see the the second coming of Fred Davis sitting out there <laughs> slotted out to the right wide out to the right left just you just have a package of like thirty plays for this guy mm-hmm. just get him the ball <laughs> yeah I mean. One thing about likely, he said it today too. That was yesterday, whenever he had his most recent presser. He's like, Look, if I can do this against the ones on our defense, I feel like I can do this against any defense. <laughs> so uh, he's already playing with that confidence, which is such an important thing for any player, but especially a young player, to just have that confidence and say, Hey, I, I belong here. I can play on this level, right? I yes. can speak with these guys. That's, that's big. I think last thing I'll say about Josh Oliver, I don't know how long he's been playing tight end. He was outside. He was recruited as an outside linebacker coming out of high school, going to San Jose State. So I don't know how long he's actually been playing tight end. Yeah. That long. Um, so you know that that that's a part of the curve of the development curve too. But okay, 
I think, and I don't know, we got to say a whole lot about Tristan Colon, too. I don't, we didn't have him on, but I don't think it shocked us that he made it. It was like, oh, okay. We can see that. No, they obviously are, they're moving someone. Yeah, probably. We talked about that, too. Powers. One of those three guards. Phillips. Or, or whether it's Colon Staley. or Staley. Who, who, who knows? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. I'll, well, I'll, I'll be the fire starter. <laughs> Ronnie thing continues to to – you know, uh, be a topic out there on Twitter. I, I, I will. I will say this out loud: you you can't trade someone on pop. Yeah. Well, they took him off. That's I'm, he passed the physical. All I'm he's saying is, there. you can't he's trade someone there. on pop. He's out there. <laughs> well, he's all pop. Let me not say he's out there. He's all pop because he's not out there. He's literally not out there. <laughs> and that's been has been the, the topic of conversation the last couple of days. Is that he's been all pop. And he could be out there, but he's not out there. So, uh, you know, I, I I try not to get into it too much. I'm just like, hey, when he's out there, he's out there. And yes, exactly. He, and if he's not, then we'll know something is different. Yeah, you know what I mean. Uh, and and we'll probably find that out over the next couple of days or or a week or whatever. But um, I see why coaches say that now when they get asked questions like that, and they're just like, hey, I, I want to talk about the guys that are out here. The guys yep. that aren't out here, when they're here, they're, I, I they're, got nothing for you. Yeah. Nothing changed. Yeah, because if there's a whole bunch of other stuff going on that has kind of been reported and rumored, he's not going to talk about that stuff publicly. Yeah. So, you know, the best thing he can say is, hey, when he's here, he's here. Until then, he's not. He's not. <laughs> and I got a, I got a game plan with, with Juwan James and whoever else I'm going to have a left tackle. Yeah, if we're going back into the coaches, you know, staff meetings, and we're sitting there talking about well, when is Ronnie going to do this, when is going, we got to get people ready to play. <laughs> I, I can tell you right now, in, in in staff meetings, when they talk about injured guys, it's literally the first two minutes of every coaches meeting I've ever sat in, and I sat in a whole bunch of them when I was interning at JMU. The trainer comes in, and it's already up on the, on the big screen and it's literally like everything there. And does anybody have any questions? And they just look at it and says, Nope. And they keep it moving. Like there's literally zero discussion about anything until that dude shows up in a helmet and pads on a stretch line. Then I'll, I'll start the game plan for him and to be in the game plan. Otherwise, he, he, whatever he, he can show up and do, okay, I'll figure it out when it gets here. Guess let, me what? Ask you, let me ask you this, though. In those meeting situations that you've been in, had you ever seen anything similar to this, where a guy is, quote, unquote, medically cleared to participate, but is not? And yeah. There's no, there's no medical reason that says he can't, but he's, yeah. he, he's telling the trainers, I can't, I can't go. Yeah. He's injured. Yeah, and that's all you can say? That's all you can say. Like, <laughs> he said, he, said he's, he, can't know. he is unavailable. <laughs> yeah, he's cool. Unavailable. I gotta coach up the dude that's in front of him. Yeah, can't sit there. I can't. Him. I can't worry about that. Because if I'm worried about that, I'm not coaching the guy that's in front of him. Therefore, I'm not gonna call a good game. And I let this dude literally change my mood <laughs> to affect my ability to coach a player. And then affect me calling a football game. Yeah. That's 
that's the camp. No. Yeah, what? You're you hurting the team. You're hurting, every, you're hurting everybody. You're hurting everybody. You're hurting yeah. the player. You're hurting that player. He deserves to be coached. And you're worried, you know, bringing and Meanwhile, you got, why, yeah. How come he's not out here? The, the, the trainer said well, he's not clear. Why? Why? <laughs> he's not. He's not. And until he is. Now, the Ravens can go ahead and put him up on uh, the press coverage list. <laughs> you tell him why you not. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, if you want to be petty, you can be petty. But no, they choose they choose not to be violent. Yeah. <laughs> Which I think is the right decision. Right. Let's let's not do that. Let's not do I mean, that. look, they did they did well by Chuck. Yeah. They didn't they never put Chuck on there until Chuck probably went in there and said, Okay. Or he had to talk because he didn't want to get fined. He won't get fined. Yeah. <laughs> and Chuck kept it real. Chuck said, yeah, yeah. I asked for a trade. <laughs> yeah. And, and they, they probably was like, Chuck, do you, Chuck? Like, yeah. just, it's business. Yeah. And he and Chuck understands, if anybody understands this business more than anybody, it's Chuck. Chuck sat here for four years and barely played. Got his chance. Took it, ran with it, got paid. Yeah. He, he knew eventually. He wrong. probably didn't like the way it happened, but you know things happen for a reason. Sure. Maybe, maybe ET took a lot out of your soul. You needed to be reinvigorated and fired up. You needed a reason for that. Guess what? Here you go. Yeah. And they all see it. You see it on whether it's at your position group or anywhere else on the team. They all sat here and saw them draft Lamar Jackson when they had Joe. Chuck was here for that. Yeah. So he saw. Yeah. You know, you take Marlon Humphrey when you still got Jimmy Smith and I think Lardarius was still around. When they yeah. Well, there is, I think he's probably coming off an ACL, but still, yeah. yeah. But so you see it and you know right. what it means when it happens. <laughs> you know what they're trying to do. They're trying yeah. to replace you. You get and it. And I think Chuck that's why they're my spot. Chuck said, I'm not giving up my spot to no one. No. You're going to take you don't have to come in here and take it. And he can say that because the organization basically said, as always, best man's going to play. That, that's your culture, right? That's what you preach. It's not because you're a high draft pick, and yeah. we've seen Harbaugh sit high draft picks for a minute. And so you can't do that with guys like Chuck who've been around. If that's your culture, if that's what you preach every day, we go out, we practice, we do whatever, then we go back and look at the film. If I'm out playing that guy up on the screen and we all see it, I mean, we saw we saw a little bit of that with Stevens and 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 Elliot. It is what it is. Even, even when Elliot came back, they were splitting the fifty fifty, and it was starting to lean towards Stevens. So that's what you preach. If that's your culture, best player win. Best player plays. It's not about how much money you get paid. It's not about where you're drafted. If that's what you truly preach, and that ain't just talk. Right. That's why Kyle Fuller's here. Yeah, don't get it be. twisted. But don't <laughs> don't get it twisted. Peters is, is is rusty or Humphrey having back. Whoop whoop. I will make the switch. <laughs> no, we ain't playing these games this year. No. They they they're covering their butts everywhere. Insurance. Insurance for your insurance. That's what our guy carries. Mm-hmm. Insurance. insurance for the insurance. Yeah. Insurance for your insurance. All right, so I, I think we're good on offense. I think I touched on yep. We talked about uh, Beatty, Batty. I think it's Batty. Talked about Oliver. We talked about Cologne. 
Um, the receivers, I don't, I don't know. I, I don't think anybody really thought Shamar Bridges, Benjamin Victor. Nobody's like, oh my God, I can't believe it. Okay, so let's switch over to defense. And I want to say we did this during our exercise. I wasn't surprised. We had Dalen Hayes off, and we didn't even necessarily have him off for injury reasons. Um, you know, that's what was he was he was waived injured today. Um, right. But I think that probably surprised some people to see that, you know, he wasn't on the 53. But I'll ask you just like I did for Batty. I just I want to combine the two ways I've heard it pronounced. Uh, <laughs> let's just say Tyler. Uh, why did you feel like Hayes wouldn't be on the 53? He just the drafts over the last two years, they have drafted up in terms of their talent. When Dalen Hayes was here, that first year he was drafted, he was probably one of the two or three talent, you know, talented people they had on the squad who could play outside linebacker at that point. He got hurt. Bowser came alive. Oway has been here. They brought in Houston. And he hasn't played. So that's two years. I got one game out of you. And every time I turn around, if I need to find you, you're in the training room. I know where to look. Old coaches way. You you can't make the club in the tub. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's true. So if I can't rely on you and you're not consistent, I I, I can't have you on my football team. And I think the other part to wrap into the discussion about him is and and let's throw Stephen Means in there because Stephen Means yep. Um, didn't make it either. And he was a guy who we had on um, just because you and I had talked about him before. He he looks like these other guys that have been on this roster before, whether it's Pernell, mm-hmm. whether it's Jaha Ward, whether it was Chris Smith, who was here for a cup of coffee uh, a year or two ago. You could probably go back and even think of other guys. He looks like those other guys. And so that's why right. we, we felt like, OK, yeah, there, there's a, there's a spot for him on this 53. But he's probably another one of those handshake dudes that that is back. Um, because he's he's a vet, so he doesn't have to go through waivers or anything like that. Right. Um, but that leaves, and this is this is where I'm going to question you. That leaves Adafi Owe, Justin Houston, David Jabo, who we know is not going to play for you know, right. a number of months. So you're looking at uh, at uh, Owe in Houston, and everybody's losing their minds. Because <laughs> 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 it's like there's two dudes in there. What, what, what are we gonna do? And you have not panicked at any point through any of this, and even even when this happened today, it's almost like you have been telling people something like this might be might be coming. This 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 is the continuation. I don't want to say the culmination, but the continuation of the massive overhaul that they've done defeat, defensively over the course of the last. I would say at the end of the Weddle years, what was that, 2018? Yeah. I would say the once Lamar was drafted, everything had to change. Offense was going to change first, 
because that's where your pride and joy, your, your, your dude is. So they spent a lot of draft capital to build around Lamar. They've spent money to build around Lamar. They've got that in a place where they feel like offensively they're going to be good enough to win a you know win the Super Bowl, go to the Super Bowl. And I think if you ask people across the league, they they feel like if Lamar takes that next step in terms of being consistent, mm-hmm. I'm not even saying consistently throwing. I'm talking about being consistent. Yeah. I, I don't need the 300, 300, and then I'm down here to the 170s, the 180s, the 210. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. You're still giving me the rushing yards, but you're 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 fluctuating a little too much. So you give me two like 250. You know, consistently, yeah. consistently, you know, little spikes here and there, and we can, we can work with that. We can work with that. So, offense becoming more consistent. So you rebuilt the entire offense, philosophy and everything in a sort. Go back to the defense. There's always a rhyme and a reason why people end up leaving this place. So obviously, Mike McDonald going to Michigan. This has been in the works, obviously, long-term plan, probably, like we said, the last four years, which is mm-hmm. we're going to change the nature of this defense completely, structurally, everything of the sort. So you can't wait till the man gets here and start to implement that. You have to start bringing in those body types. And that's why everyone was always kind of weird about where this Bowser fit. Bowser fits now. <laughs> this is why Bowser was drafted. This is why Bowser was repaid. And, and paid because he is everything you want once he's healthy in this defense. He can play outside. He can play linebacker. You can match him up and do those things. So those types of guys, the Travis Jones of the world, the Jabos of the world, the Oways of the world, yeah. completely different body types and skill sets that have been drafted in here for years over years. So – even though you've got the Dale and Hayes of the world and, and the Stephen Mean that we just talked about, that they were the old body type. That's why when you look inside, you've got the Justin Matabikes of the world. You've got the Travis Joneses of the world. You no longer have a nose tackle who's sitting there eating up space. You've got guys who can move, guys who can twist, guys who can – run zone blitzes by looping outside and, and having contained like Travis Jones did. If you are not athletic enough to do that D tackle, you will not be on this football team anymore. And they're making those types of decisions. And instead of keeping guys just to keep guys, they feel like particularly an outside linebacker, they can go get guys who fit what they're looking for until they can draft guys who can come in here and fill those roles behind OA and Jabo if he's who they think he is. Yeah, to me, you know, I have my own conspiracy theory about the whole Mike McDonald play. <laughs> I, won't <get> into, <laughs> I won't get into that. Uh, <laughs> yes, yes. We we can have a conspiracy theory <laughs> chat 
We'll stick to the rock. We can throw that on Twitch or something, you know? Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's a whole other show. We got to get, like, the music and the blurry, like, blurring the face out and all that other stuff for that. Wear a mask, sit in yeah. dark corners. Get the voice change thing where you can't, can't hear the voice. Yeah, we got to really set that up. Um, but, yeah, no, those you're right. You can you can just look at those kinds of uh, guys that you mentioned, you know, Owe, Ajabo, 6'3", 250-ish. You know what I mean? They they may yeah. not be they may not be 250 in season. They might be more in the 240 range when they're in season. But compared to your Judons and Zadarius Smiths, they're 265, 270. You know, bigger body types. Uh, Pernell McPhee, you know, 280, 285. You know, bigger body yeah. types. Uh, I wonder if Pernell probably went that big. He probably is in 260, yeah. somewhere. Yeah. Um, but you know, you you when you are going to transition. Um, schematically and, and maybe a little bit philosophy-wise too, you need players to fit what you're doing there. Mm-hmm. You know, and so it's all part of this. Um, and we talked earlier today too about this position about just other packages that they've had where they've had a guy like Malik Harrison or even Christian Welch we saw in that last preseason game where they let him get some snaps. And some of this stuff, you know, you can get real technical about it. You would know this stuff better than me, but you can get caught up in, okay, well, is this really a 3-4? Is this really a three-down look with two outside linebackers? Is this a 4-3 with a Sam on? Is this a 4-3 with a Will on? You right. know what I mean? You can, you can right. get into all of this. Is, is this an overshifted 3-4 that looks like a 4-3 over or 4-3 under? Yep. You can get into all of that stuff. All that technical stuff, yeah. Yeah, and then, you know, you, you can get yourself lost in all of that. Um, you know, I think – the way that you think about it, I think, is 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 the clearest way to think about it. Just know that there's some different kinds of body types that they yeah. want in this scheme. And if you look at the guys they've brought in and are bringing in, it kind of answers some questions for you. Like, okay, well, this is what we're looking at. Right. And I think, and I think that's why Claire's Campbell came back. He also looks a little bit thinner. Okay. If you actually look at him, he slimmed down. Why? Because he's not going to be asked to be a five technique holding off two, maybe three guys. Oh, and oh, by the way, I need you to slash in there and make a play for me on a consistent basis. No, he's going to be asked to be a one-gap guy and occasionally two-gap. Not even a two-gap, more of a hold guy. But other than that, he's going to be able to get up the field and be – more of a disruptor. So you are that's six seven two seventy five two eighty either coming up the middle or even having them stand up outside and bull rushing. Like there are ways to get to things differently, and and the mindset has to change in terms of they're bringing in body types now, and I think that's important. Yeah, it is, because if you think about just in the recent past, even even since Campbell's been here, I mean, you don't have to go that far back. Even if you just want to look at the time that Campbell's been here, we know what he is and what he can still do. One-on-one, he is a load block, one-on-one inside, even after 15 seasons. So let's say you want to double him, right? Okay, now that creates a one-on-one for the other interior guy, which has been guys like Brandon Williams or Justin Ellis, right, during the time right. Campbell's been here. And like you, the point you made earlier, those guys don't move like the guys that are in here now. They don't move like Travis Jones moves. 
they don't even move like how Isaiah Mack moved. Now Isaiah Mack right. didn't make the 53. We had him on because we like some of the pass rush that he kind of flashed. Um, he may be back on the practice squad. But even guys that are here, like I said, they don't move the way Jones moves. They don't move Robert Washington moves. They don't move the way Michael Pierce moves. <laughs> so you can even go back to when Michael Pierce was here the first time where you could see him playing with Brandon and you could see which guy had a little more rush to him. Yeah. You know, he, he, and and, and Michael move. Pierce is a, is a beautiful one technique. Yeah. Yes, he can play nose, but he is built to be in a one technique. Especially in rundowns, like he can be a one gap penetrator, or he can definitely hold two guys. We've seen him do it. And then you got Travis Jones, who can just come in there and be a war child whenever he feels like it. Everything, everything, everything you need, everything you need in a man. <laughs> everything. So see, if he's he got sweet feet. You look at his feet. Oh yeah, yeah. It's 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 a little scary because you know he's gonna get better. And he's just so strong as as as. as yeah, I mean, oh my goodness! You heard Mike Pierce talk about him, and Mike Pierce said, "Look, I don't want to put this on him because he's a young guy. It's unfair." But he's like, he he he's got some Chris Jones in his game. You know, yeah. Chris Jones for Kansas City. That is that is a full grown man. Uh, <laughs> full grown man. That means that means that means Travis Jones in practice is literally taking dudes <laughs> and turning and slamming and still still swimming. Yeah. It's still getting like, on, yeah, and get to it. Yeah. <laughs> so that that that's been the thing that's excited me about seeing this because we haven't even seen Calais in the preseason. You know, he's been getting the vet treatment as he should. But I'm thinking, okay, what I've seen in the past is when they want to double Calais because they're like, you ain't got to worry about these other dudes one on one. We can block them. You're not gonna be able to do that as 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 easily uh, with some of the guys that they have now. And so you're going to have to make choices. All right, do we double both of the inside guys and then we got one-on-ones outside? I mean, you're going to have to make, right. you know, some – some or do we, we go seven-man pro everything? I mean, what, <laughs> and you're taking two eligibles out of running routes? So, I mean, it's, it's you know, there's some exciting parts to that. Yes. So yes. inside linebacker, no, no surprise there. Uh, we, we we went four for four. Well, no, no, we didn't have Welch. Damn, see, every did time I'm have like, oh, did not, you, you did not fight for your man <laughs> hard enough I to know. get on the squad. Hey, what Gary said, Gary said Welch was playing that last game. He's trying to keep the lights on, and the lights remain <laughs> lights on. Still on. I, I said it. He's like, he's, he's flipping it on and off. Like, I'm still here. <laughs> lights are still on. Uh, you know, I, and we're not obviously part of those discussions internally. Maybe he was never on the bubble or in jeopardy. I don't know. But to me, I thought when Ross came on the scene, when Josh Ross came on the scene and played the way he played, I was like, oh, no, man, Welsh might not make this thing. And Ross did make the roster, as, as a lot of people, you know, saw over this preseason, you know, kind of they saw a little bit the first game and the second game. They were like, oh, yeah, who's this dude? And then my third game, they're like, yeah, this dude's making the roster. He's making the roster. Where you told him back in March that this dude's going to make somebody's roster. He hadn't even been drafted yet at that point. You just said, look, he's going to make some NFL team, whatever. Uh, yeah. However, however that. The man can play himself. linebacker. Yeah. The man understands that the the clip you posted with, you know, the, when he shot the gap. Yeah. People think that's a blitz. No. <laughs> or no, that's, that's walking up to the line of scrimmage. Once the offensive line is set, looking at the offensive line. Offensive line got short splits. Something's up. So find it. So this is one thing I learned. And here I'm going to be a little nerd here. 
but I learned this from one of the old heads when I first got to JMU. Um, they used they um, Uric Edmund. They had they had a defensive line coach who taught them how to read hands, but read pressure, and and linemen kind of hide their stances. So before this guy left, the defensive line would yell during games, yes, no, yes, no. If there's a no, that means that guy's heavy on his hands. Mm -hmm. And then if you got no, yes, no, you know, now you know that someone's pulling. So once those guys started graduating, we didn't really teach that. But I took that information and kept it to myself in terms of reading the offensive lineman before the snap, right. understanding their splits, and then also looking at the running back. If the running back is like three yards wide from the from the quarterback, he hey he's he's not running the football, so it's either pass screen or some flare. But if he's you know closer behind, guess what's coming. So, Josh, Josh, uh, Josh Ross is really processing that stuff literally in about two seconds, understanding that before the play. And that's why he's able to trigger because, A, we're in a basic defense and everybody has a gap. But guess what? I can go fire my gap if I see something I, I see. Now he also knows the guy next to him has his gap. I got a safety in the next gap. I have a guy outside of him. I got a guy outside of him. That's the structure of the defense. Now, someone busts outside of me, that's not my fault. But that's the structure of the defense. So, gap open, guess what? I'm going to go get it. Yep. It was really just the perfect situation for him yeah. to, to come here in a defense that he, he learned last year that he played in. So, like you said, he already had the understanding of how to play, not just how to play in the system, but how to play the position. Yes. He understood what to read, how to diagnose it, how to translate what he's seeing into action right <laughs> all right boom i'm gonna go i'm gonna go hit this thing um and then you come here and it's just like the perfect fit for you yeah you know? yep. so, um play fast when you know everything yeah 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 he's so really, gonna play fast you hear calling like oh yeah i know that yeah yeah really impressed with him yeah really impressed with him. and i'll say this about carrie welsh He played his butt off. He 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 saw the competition, and he played his butt off all three play preseason games. Mm-hmm. He understood it. He met the challenge as best as he could, and the coaches recognized that. Not only because he's probably got some better years, so they they understand he he knows the system, but he's good at special teams. And he's probably a good guy to have around the football team. So that overtaking, say, a Bridges or a Polk or someone on that elk, there's no you know competition on what I'm going to do. Yeah, you know, Iowa guy, you know, he, uh, <laughs> you know, just, just one of those guys that they've had on this team, whether it be on defense or whether it be on offense, just, you know, they, they've had these guys, man. I think yeah. I think he was in Iowa the same time Gino was there. I think they were they were there. They or they crossed over. 
uh, and so forth. Because Welsh is not, he look at him sometimes, you see him, and it looks like he's been around for a long time. He's been in the league two years. <laughs> he came in in 2020 to 21, and, and he's going into his third season. But you look at him, like, man, dude, like, he's been around for four He's five. been around like six, you know, Vince Beagle <laughs> been here for like eight, ten years. Like, oh. Yeah, he, he's not, uh, he's not been around that long. Uh, All right. Just, yeah. But, um, yeah, just another one of those, you know, lunch pail type dudes. That's how he comes across. Yeah. Lunch pail. Going to do whatever you ask him to. Going to play wherever you ask him to. And you're going to get whatever he's got. You're going to get it. Uh, yep. you know, when, when he's out there. So um, not surprised that he made it. And I, I think I need to say this. And I was just thinking about this. People need to understand. I probably should have said it like that. But when you're in a camp environment as a player, you're in camp for two plus weeks, busting your ass, not only to get better, get in shape, game shape, ready to rock and roll, but you're competing every day. And most likely competing for a spot in playing time. So sometimes we like to call it camp life. And they show up differently for everyone. Sometimes it happens in the middle of camp. Sometimes it's at the end of camp. Sometimes it's the first week of the season. Dead legs. So I just want people to understand that sometimes when a guy starts to look kind of tired or looks a little slow at the end of preseason, it's more the fact that he's exerted a lot of effort in the last two weeks in terms of earning a spot to be on the field to play in a preseason game and get meaningful snaps in a preseason game. Because we've seen cats that don't get snaps in preseason games. Yeah. So you have to understand how hard this man had to work just to get the snaps that he was getting. So I just wanted to put that out there in the sense of, these guys are going to look different in two weeks. It's going to be a different football team in two weeks. Yeah, because I forget what they were, what their schedule was exactly. I think they were like five days on, like five days practice and one day off. Maybe it was six days on and one day, whatever it was. He threw right. running every day. They were on their yeah. legs, on their feet every day. And it made me like think back. I was like, man, you think about that. Let's say it was six days on, one day off. And then you think back to – Two a day, like what it had to be for those guys. <laughs> I did two a day. My, I, I was the last class. My senior year was my fifth year. Senior was the first year that they couldn't do two a days. Like you have, it was night and day in camp. <laughs> night and day. Like you either had practice in the morning or practice in the evening. That was it. Like. You have no idea how much of a difference my legs felt going into the season than dealing with two a days for the first week for no reason. And, and in the <laughs> for contact, no reason. And the contact, too. They changed that. The contact, not only the contact, but in, in any sport, you have, you're walking to and from the facility, you're walking to and from food, you're walking to and from the meeting, you're on your feet 12 hours a day, it seems like. 
And it's crazy. But when when I think about it now, the coach is like, get off your feet. Yeah. Get off your feet. And you're just like, why? And you're just like, oh, yeah. yeah. I can't feel my feet. Anymore. Yeah, because we're about to do this thing again tomorrow morning. Tomorrow morning, like <laughs> 5 a.m., like get popping. Get ready. Those were the worst. By far the worst were the two days where we had 5 a.m. stadium practice and then turn around and have practice like 3 o'clock in the afternoon. Like, it's oh, <laughs> steal your soul. <laughs> I was thinking about it when I was, you know, thinking about how much what their schedule was this year. And I'm like, is is as much as this is because I'm not trying to downplay it. Obviously, they're they're practicing a lot, but man, no double days. That was that's a whole. Oh, thing. excuse me, they couldn't do them back to back. Yeah, you couldn't do double days back to back. Yeah, so we yeah, yeah, that. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But now they're doing like five in a row, like either five or six. I'm the yeah. right, it was either like five or six in a row, and then having like a day off or something. Like that. Oh, <laughs> it's crazy. Oh it's crazy. But they, but you hear that around league guys who come from other places and come here. They say they they run one of the harder camps in in league. The Ravens. Yeah. So they were just like they they they're gonna run you. You're gonna work. <laughs> in their camp. Not that they don't take care of you, but it's like it's just different than some. I think they try to take care of them a little bit better this year. They seem yeah. like not to have as much contact. Yeah. yeah. Still, there's still some wear and tear running, ripping and running around. Because you know, as, as much as I give Harbaugh credit for being open to new information and new ways of doing things, he's old school at his core. I mean, that that that's who yeah. he is. Yeah. So there's a little bit of him that's willing to say, hey, if you show me something new and it can be beneficial, I'm willing to, to have an open mind about it. But then there's, he just seems like one of those guys, it's like there's going to be certain things that just ain't open for negotiation. Like we're just going to do right. <laughs> what we're going to do on certain things, uh, which, you know, can can be, can be have its, its pluses and its minuses, depending on what it is. Um, cornerback, I think we were okay. I think we didn't have Seymour. We had, no, we had Seymour. We had Seymour on. I didn't, but yeah, I know, for the consensus thing. I <laughs> and I think he was uh was he waived injured too? No, that's what surprised me. Because of the ankle deal. No, you're right. No, he was just released. Um well he wouldn't he wouldn't have been waived because he's a he's he's a vested bet. Um but they wouldn't they waived. still wouldn't have been able to waive like release. Yeah, yeah, they would have yeah. Unless they did a settlement. Yeah, they would have, because that that's what ended up happening with Slade Boltwell. He wasn't vested. That Trent Harris, the guy that they, the outside backer, that they um, they brought in, and then he he got hurt the first. Yeah, I heard the first one, one hour. <laughs> no, it was quick. Uh, he might have been a vested guy. They ended up doing an injury settlement with him too. So, yeah, it was interesting with Seymour. I mean, look, I, I think we we talked about Seymour on here before. You know, like you you said, he's. He's got kind of those those weird situations in games uh, where where he'll have a bust at a, at a at a strange time, but he tough dude throws his body around on the field, yeah. competes, and I thought, you know, although he had given up a couple plays here and there, had 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 pretty solid preseason, yeah. and then you know he has that that freaky looking you know, accident in the uh, preseason game at the end of the commander's game. And it turned out that it was a sprained ankle. It wasn't like a knee thing or something like that. But um, hopefully it's nothing, you know, more serious than that. And I definitely think he's one of those guys they want to get back on the practice squad. He just, he fits. Yeah. He fits them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he'll, he'll definitely be one of those best, 
vested veterans on the practice squad. Yeah. So I think um, before I get to safety, I'm trying to see that we covered all these people. We talked about Isaiah Mack just briefly. You know, yeah. we, we thought that he had played well enough, but, you know, there's probably a numbers thing with him. Um, they kept Urban, Brent Urban. No, they cut him. They cut Urban? Yeah. Why did I not have that on my – go back to their – oh, yeah, they sure did. All right, never mind. That's, I think that's I why everyone's really freaking out. <laughs> yeah, see, well, see, I'm glad you correct because that's – That's, that's why everybody's really freaking out. That's they didn't even have anybody to play outside. Just relax. Something that we like, like, like Aaron Rodgers just says, has yeah. said before. Relax. Well, we know why he relaxes. He's <laughs> why he's so relaxed um, every time. That ayahuasca. Well, will will the NFL <laughs> retroactively uh, speak with Mister Rogers like they have with other individuals? I mean, somebody should be giving him a call. You out there <laughs> talking about you've been <laughs> you've been trying to tame the dragon? Maybe <laughs> yeah. you going up on the field playing. <laughs> on Percocet. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I played on Percocet. Yeah. Like, I mean, oh, I don't say. say? I, what do you say? <laughs> I've, I've never taken a shot, but I've seen I've I've seen one of those in a guy, and the one time I saw it, no thanks. It, yeah, that, no thanks. That's the thing, that's the thing about <laughs> him saying it. I don't think that he's saying anything that is probably unusual, but just to hear an active player come out and say it. Yeah, you know what I mean. I, I don't think that's some wild out. stuff to come out just yeah. just casually. Like, I think almost like you ain't coming back next year. Like he, he, <laughs> he's, at this, he's at that point in his career with what he's done and the money he's made. It's just like what they gonna do? What yeah. are they gonna do? I mean, listen to Tom Brady. Tom Brady basically said, "I'm 45 years old. I just learned about <laughs> Game of Thrones. Yeah. <laughs> Man, like I want to be home. I want to be sitting on my couch." Yeah. I man said, in the middle of training camp, I'm going on vacation. This <laughs> man <laughs> said a bit like prices at camp was like I'm going on vacation. Oh, I, I wasn't gonna sit on the couch. <laughs> yeah, we already I'm going had on vacation. This, we already had this schedule. Todd Bowles probably like I had this schedule. <laughs> <laughs> we had training camp. They screwed schedule. up my retirement, so y'all asked me to come back. I'm <laughs> like, hey man, look, I'll be back. Okay, I didn't done this for a long time. Oh my god! Ain't nothing going on here that is going to affect me one way or the other. I'll be back. Don't worry about it. I'm throwing a Mike Evans whenever I'm in trouble. I'll throw to Chris Goslin when I need to. For however many games Julio was at. So right, I'll hand it off. What what do y'all need from me? Yeah, I'm good. I've been doing this for twenty. I've been doing this for twenty years. I'm good. So safety, uh, I think. We were pretty good on that, too. We had our Darius on. Our Darius didn't make it. We didn't have Tony Jefferson on, and Tony Jefferson didn't make it. Right. Um, so that was that was a call that we had. I think we just kind of thought with Tony, too, would be another one of those that turnaround deals. But then with some of the stuff he was posting on Twitter, people were kind of like, I don't know. That doesn't sound like he's coming back. I mean, you never know how any of that stuff. Right. People read into stuff, and you don't, you don't know what it means or, or what it doesn't mean. It seemed like he was a guy who was really happy to be here, really happy just to be playing football again when he came. They gave him an opportunity to show what he could do. Yeah. Like he could be a solid football player in the NFL after he got healthy. 49ers really didn't give him an opportunity. And the Ravens, you know, because of injuries, he got five – he played about five or six games. Played a handful towards the end there. Yeah. Um, 
I mean, he was involved starting. And was happy to be doing it. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I mean, you put that on tape, someone's going to – if he doesn't come back here, someone's going to pick him up and be a, a, a veteran backup somewhere else who has a star rookie or something and then just need a guy in his ear who's going to be a good teammate. He's going to throw on the ropes. I don't know, maybe that guy out in um, Houston Texans, okay. Petrie. Petrie could use a nice little vet behind him because that I watched him. I've watched two of his games. That's a bad boy. Yeah, that's a bad bad boy. So Jefferson, he played in four games last year. He played week 15, 16, 17, 18. So Green Bay, Cincinnati, Rams, and uh, Steelers last game of the season. But yeah, he like you said, he he's put enough on tape to show, hey, I I can still play in this league um, mm-hmm. now that I'm healthy and. You know, you're going to get, in addition to what he can still do, it's not going to be many better dudes in your locker room uh, on your team than Tony Jefferson. And um, I think anybody is going to be better for having him. Like you say, even even if he's not what he once was on the field, just having that experience, um, having that professional. I mean, he's just a pro. He's a pro. Yeah, I mean, he was the most affected by Hamilton. Yeah. Yeah. But that also says – he got beat out by Geno Stone, too. And remember, yeah. they cut this man just two years ago. Yeah. So it's more about fit. Yeah. And has mentored both of those dudes. You know? Yeah. Didn't didn't have any kind but of that, – That's why everybody loves TJ, because he yeah. understands the business. Yeah. He understands family. And sometimes he felt like a family when he was here even when he got hurt. And he yeah. came back, and they treated him like family again. And they gave him optimum to prove that he can still ball in this league at a relatively pretty decent level if you put him in the right position to be successful, yeah. which is 10 yards from the box. Let that man seek and destroy anything that comes through the line yeah. and any crossing routes that may show up. Yeah. That's who he is. That's why he does it well. He's just not, he's not a great fit for what they're trying to accomplish with this defense. Yeah, when you when you let him do what he's best at, which is what you just described, he can still play in this league. I don't, yes. I don't have any doubt about that. Um, but like you said, the fit the fit has got to be there. They've got a guy who does that. Yeah. <laughs> at least yeah. one, maybe two, maybe three, maybe three. Yeah. The, so the talent factor in a safety room with Brandon Stevens is yeah. it's different. Yeah, yeah, and we haven't even seen. Some of those guys. Yeah. We haven't seen Marcus Williams yet. We haven't even seen him yet. We've heard about stuff they've been doing in practice, and it sounds like Marcus Williams really kind of picked it up the last, you know, the last maybe it's a, it's a safety friendly defense. Yeah. Very you you have a lot of autonomy because you're everything's in front of you. Mm-hmm. So you can guess a little bit more. <laughs> <laughs> this is where Ed Reed made his living. And those amoeba-type defenses the Ravens ran a lot Mm -hmm. until Rex Ryan showed up and they decided they wanted to be Blitzburg times infinity. (laughs) Yeah. When you have zone-type coverages, it gives your safeties the freedom to jump curls, to jump slants, jump stuff that you normally wouldn't be able to jump because you got man responsibility or you got – 
some funky covers that you there's no like rhyme or reason to. So freeze a lot of dudes up. Be be football players. Yeah, and uh, he's he's one of the better guys <laughs> to have back there in that role. He's shown <laughs> that uh, being a he, yeah he played in a in a good defense down there in New Orleans. I mean, the Saints defenses have been good for the last couple of years now. Uh, particularly their secondary, good, good up front too. I mean, Cam Jordan still the truth. And uh, Davis, Davis, the linebacker, inside linebacker, he's good. And you know, like I said, their secondary, which is is kind of ironic. It's it's, it's kind of being you know dismantled. Uh, you know, Williams left. Charlie got uh, uh, Chauncey Gardner Johnson got traded. Uh, <laughs> so it's kind of being dismantled a little bit down there. Uh, but that's yeah. business. That's NFL. That is business. That that says yeah. a lot though about you letting letting go. Well, I mean, they people do that with Peters. He's just personality. It's just yeah. you just you just rub people, serve people the wrong way to just you know, he's probably one of those Sean Payton guys who's a little bit ornery. Yeah. Just poke people. And you're like, you know what? Sean Payton ain't here anymore. <laughs> we gonna let you go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Peters for sure. I mean you know that he you're gonna get what he is 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 who, who he is is who he is and he's not tweaking it or adjusting it to make you feel more comfortable or you know make it easier for you it's just like that this is who i am uh, <laughs> and that's it that's who it is so uh i love that about him i, I love that about him just, i will say the peter's trade is it was the signal of uh was the first move in the building of rebuilding this defense. Well, he's perfect for it. <laughs> because people even said when he got traded here was like the knock on him was that he wasn't, he was an average man corner. And I want to take things away from the man. He's not a good, you know, man corner. It's not his strongest, strongest suit. Mm-hmm. But the man can play corner zone off cover two type corner so everybody was kind of like how is this going to work but you're about to see yeah he gets the ball. <laughs> yeah, he this gets will the work ball. <laughs> he gets the ball <laughs> yes <laughs> you you want to talk about a master manipulator yeah he gets that dude that dude yeah he gonna make some dudes look really bad if he, i and i'm not saying he's gonna be all the way back in the first like three or four games but once he Gets his rhythm back. Yeah. I can see him. Um, he probably won't be leading the league in interceptions, but he, he going to be close. <laughs> yeah, and I, and I think, you know, you 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 kind of have to, to live with that balance with guys who, who play corner, who, who play the way that he plays and who gets the ball at the level that he gets. It's like Diggs for the Cowboys last year. Like, yeah. You know, you're gonna give up yards and catches and other stuff, but if I go get 12 picks or 10 picks, I remember, <laughs> I'm gonna live. You, 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 <laughs> you can live with some of that. I, go ahead and give up 500 yards, but throw let that the quarterback throw five picks. Yeah. Thank you. If you can go get the ball, because I mean, that's what changes games. And Marcus Peters has talked about that. He's like, that changes games. I change games. You know, and some people always say, "Yeah, sometimes it changes for the other." <laughs> that's part of it. That is part of it. That's but, with any corner, any. Corner. But offensively, that's 
those are the certain things that you're willing to trade off because you know, A, he's a veteran. He's not going to do that in dumb right. situations. Right. He's not going to put himself in predicament late in the game, jumping stuff. He'll do that stuff in the first and second quarter because there's time. Also, he's not going to put you in a bind and jump that and not know he's going to have coverage behind you. And I think certain places he's been, he'll, as a, as a young corner in man coverage, he got a little jump happy in man coverage, not having someone behind him. But as he has matured, he, he picks his spots. And I think that's important to understand with him going forward and every corner. I'm interested to see how Marlon plays. Yeah. Because he's not really been a a, a zone corner in, in any of his life. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I think when he was down there at Alabama, I mean, you know, Nick does a little bit of everything, but I think he, he likes to play press with his guys because with the guys that he gets, mm-hmm. he gets guys that are, you know, they've got the body type. They're going to be six right. foot, six two, 190, 200, can run <laughs> long. Right. And so you're going to play man with those guys when you've got those kind of body types. Now, like I said, they play everything down there, but they probably play more man uh, than other stuff. But uh, yeah, it's going to be interesting because we saw a little bit um, when you, you know, he's another guy I didn't play in the preseason, but you got to see a little bit at that stadium practice, some of their packages where he, you know, he's inside. Fuller was outside. Stevens was outside. That'll probably be Peters, of course, when he's back healthy. So it could be uh, Peters and Fuller outside. And Fuller, as you talked about, he's played in a zone heavy or more zone, say heavy, more yeah. zone coverage type scheme because he's followed Fangio around a couple times, whether he's with the Bears and then with the Broncos. Yeah. So he's played in that scheme. Um, and we know, like you, you already talked about with MP, he can play in that scheme. So maybe with Marlon, you, maybe you do put him inside a little bit more and say, hey, just go put your hands on that tight end or that big slot receiver. <laughs> Beat him to bits. Yeah. Because I think but, that's what Marlon does well. But that's a great – That's a you just make a great point. That's that's a great spot for him being inside with the George Kittles of the world because he's physical enough with those cats to put his hands on those cats and do those things. Now, he ain't running in there with, with tiny receivers, but that's why you have Kyle Fuller. This is why you play, you have interchangeable parts in your zone or matchup zone or whatever you're playing at that point. Yeah. Because if the matchup is inside, you just move Marlon inside, you move Kyle Fuller on the outside, and they're both comfortable because of the matchup they have. And we're not just lining up just to be lining up. No, no, there's a purpose behind it. Yes, let's have a purpose. It's a purpose. You need a purpose. Always good to have a plan. And a purpose. Purpose. <laughs> purpose is a purpose. Uh, so anything else? Any kind of closing thoughts on the roster, whether it's the offense or defense, just overall uh, as we move forward these next few days? Obviously, they'll be building the practice squad. They'll be designating guys, different injury statuses, and there may be you know a couple guys coming here. We heard about Kenyon Drake running back. Reportedly, he's going to sign here. He yeah, that's one back. spot. Yeah, so that means you have another spot most likely coming. Yeah, most likely earshot for an outside linebacker. Question is who that is. Yeah, you talked about JPP because that's been out there for a while. 
Uh, there'll be some other guys out there. Yeah. So, um, yeah. They're going to do the due diligence tonight. I'm sure J- JPP is sitting by his phone waiting for that for that phone call. He he knows the business, but he also knows his worth. Yep. So and there could be trades. It might just not. Yeah. It might it might not only be you know acquiring a guy who's already out there on the street in some some capacity, but you talked about one of those offensive linemen, you know, possibly being involved in a trade. Mm-hmm. Even if it's, you know, the big joker. <laughs> Even if it's right. <laughs> if it's the big joker in the deck. Uh, you know, I mean you can't you can't rule anything out in the NFL. There's a lot of different scenarios. I I don't I'm not I'm not sure how the rules work about moving someone off a of pup and ending up on the IFI the NFI list, if that's even possible, I'm sure there'll be a grievance to that. (laughs) (laughs) But if they've cleared him to play, they're making a power move. Yeah, yeah. They're kind of forcing him to say, hey, look, you're either going to come out and practice or you're not. And then if you're (laughs) not, then we have some recourse. For you being active and not practicing. And they will not pay you. Yeah, that's a recourse. Money. <laughs> money is the yeah. withholding of the money. Withholding is, of is, the monies. Is the you know, when you pay someone over 20 plus million, you get what? Game and a half? Yeah. Not even a game and a half. You got a shadow of himself in Oakland and then what half of the Bengal game before he got hurt? Well, let's see. Last year, yeah, it was yeah. I heard when he when they announced his deal being signed. I want to say he got signed next, right before the Bengals game. It was the next came game out and got game. hurt that game. Hasn't played until that Oakland game. Was a ghost of himself. Yeah, and he hasn't he hasn't touched the football field since. Yeah, so what? Didn't. That's the question: Is what? What have you done for me lately? Yeah, I, well, I mean, and the and answer is clear. Yeah, you gotta just look, and they're looking like you know what? Yeah, we can't be nice anymore. You're hamstringing us. Yeah, the answer is clear. And 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 probably playing a little bit into giving Lamar money. Yeah, because when's the last time they've given money, big money to someone, and it didn't bite them in the ass? It it seems like it's been more. Uh, more biting the ass than it's been anything. The not biting. Even the Nada one was horrible because of what happened with um. Albert Hainsworth, they had to pay him like over $100 million because of Stan Snyder. Yeah. And that blew up in their face because they had to extend him years and man making $18 million and only can play 10 snaps. (laughs) Yeah. The thing with Ronnie is like, I just, I just wonder like how much of the relationship between him and the team is just because, you know, you, you're reading in between the lines, but you look at last year, like you mentioned, and you got to feel like he maybe regretted playing in that game. Did he get pressured to play in that game? And then he shut it down because he was like, I should have never even been playing in that game. I went out there and played in. I look like some some trash. My ankle's still bothering me. I'm just going to go ahead. Because remember, they didn't, even after that game, they didn't IR him right away. He just sat on the active list for a couple of weeks before because they were like, well, we're trying to figure it out. And, you know, it's resting and da 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 And, you know, we've heard more than than one guy talk about their 
sort of lack of trust in the old training staff. Um, you know, I know they brought in a new guy but, this offseason. But here's 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 something that hasn't been d- discussed recently, which was this was the knock on him coming out of college. Yeah. He all, I mean, the knock on him is a little soft, great technical, but not very physical. But also, he had other endeavors. Always had something else. Yeah. Always doing something else. So, when you haven't played football for two years, you got to occupy your mind. Doing all those other things. <laughs> you know, and you're your like, priorities you know, change cool. quickly. Yeah, and you're like, this stuff's kind of cool. I can see myself right. doing this. And then you come to camp, you, you're ready to play, but you're not mentally there. Yeah. And then you go out there and get steamrolled. That wasn't because he wasn't healthy. And I, I, I shouldn't say that. You don't know the man's health. Right. But the fact of the matter is you went out there and you played. Yeah. And that's- so I have to assume that you were healthy enough to be on that football field when you were there. You can't come back and say, well, I wasn't healthy enough. No, 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 no. You were a man. Yeah, and that's the risk you run when you do that. And I've heard other players talk about that. Michael Bennett talked about that. He's like, look, if you're injured and you play and you look like some ass, that's on you. That's on you. <laughs> you ain't ready. You ain't ready. Yeah, he said that's on There's you. a difference between regular season not being ready and putting playoff. If you went out there and got it out in the playoffs, guess what? They're probably going to look at you a little different. But guess what? You're going to be responsible in the back end, just like Michael Bennett said. Yeah. Now he said, so, now, if you, now if you're Terrell Owens and you break your leg going in the Super Bowl and you still go out and find a way to make some plays, that's different. People going to look at that different. He's like, if you're going to play – if you play injured, you better play well, is what he's saying. Because if you go out there and stick it up, just don't get yeah. beat like a drum. Just, yeah. just be competent. Yeah. <laughs> if you play injured and you stink it up, they're going to be looking to replace you. Because now that's on tape. And they're going to be like, look, last time I saw you, this is what you look like. Yeah. Injured or not, <laughs> this is what you look like last time you was out there. And, and, we, and we can find somebody that looks better than that for a whole lot less. Right. So, and like I said, there's no knock. To him personally, but you have to look at this as the Raven, and and basically saying we're wasting seventeen million dollars on someone who's not really committed to us. However, that has come about. Both sides being wrong, training staff this, he did that, they did this, but the bottom line is. We have come to a point at this at the start of the season where we had conversations throughout this time that you would give us check marks, we'll let you do what you want to do, you can go train how you want to do. You don't have to be at the facility. Just come here for mini camp, we'll evaluate you, we'll have a chat, we'll see where you are. And everybody came out, he Ronnie Stanley came out, said everything was looking great, he's in great shape, he's looking forward. Doing this, Harbaugh's loving the dream and things of that sort. And then we show up here at camp. And you're not ready to practice. So you're running a business here. 
I'm running a business. <laughs> you're running a business. asset at this point. Yeah, you're running a business. And that's why and I, I got to cut bait. Right. That's why me as a fan, and particularly a fan of, of Ronnie Stanley, I can want him to come back and be the Ronnie Stanley he was before he got injured, or even if he's not come back and still play, you know, at, at a at a relatively high level. I can want that all until the cows come home. Right. <laughs> and I do. I do want it. Because I think they're better when he's on that line. When it's Absolutely. You know, when it's the Ronnie, yeah, when it's the Ronnie Stanley, we know they're they're better. But like you said, you 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 know you're you're running a business and you're in this situation where it's like, look, something's got to give eventually. Something I gotta pay Lamar. I gotta pay I got to pay Bateman in two years. Gotta get I I I uh, most likely have to pay some. You know, I maybe I got to pay Queen in two years. He blows up, or I got to pay. You know, you gotta. I gotta make moves because I'm investing too much in the offensive line that's not giving me a return. Yeah, the beat goes on. <laughs> you know, I just drafted a center. Yeah. And I just paid a utility guy $22 million, and I don't even know where he's playing. <laughs> That's at a center in the first round. And right. So, you know, whatever that contract and is. And I paid Zagler $30 million, and I've paid Moses $15 million. Like, <laughs> something's got to give. Yeah, because you, you, you're doing this all with the goal of building the best offensive line you can for Lamar and the offense, right? Because you've seen when Lamar has a quality offensive line, the one year he's had a quality offensive line for the whole season, he ripped this league up. So we know, we know, what, he, we know what he can do when he has quality offensive line in front of him. And so they, they're, they're trying to rebuild that. Um, but, you know, you, you're going to have to – you got to have to resolve this situation. You know, it's it's – I don't like speaking on somebody's health because I don't know. But I do understand the business side of it that at some point we have to do what's in our best interest. Yeah. From the teams per se. And the player has to do what's in his best interest. If his best interest right now is, hey, I'm not ready to play. I don't care what these doctors and trainers are saying. I'm not ready. And that's what he's got to do. Cool. But then the I got to do what I got to do. Then the team will act accordingly. <laughs> so it's just. It's I, and, and, and the respect factor is theirs, which is yeah. you got to do what you got to do, and I got to do what I got to do. Yeah. We made an agreement that hey, I thought you were the best offensive tackle in the in the, in the league, so I paid you. Yeah. Unfortunately, it hadn't worked out at this point. Yeah, it's affecting two spots on the offensive line. I you you can't find a left guard because you've got money tied up everywhere else. Yeah. And you, you, I'm sorry, there's the left guard is not on this team. Yeah, unfortunately, <laughs> it's not. Unfortunately, because that's what I was thinking all offseason. I was like, man, if you can get a healthy Ronnie back, you're a left guard away from having a real quality offensive line. You know, after they draft one number down, and, and, you know, you're you're assuming he's what, what they think he is. Right. You're, like, you're a left guard away <laughs> from having right. a real quality offensive line. But now it's more than a left guard away. It's also a left tackle away. And I think James is going to be okay. Um but he hasn't played in a long time. And so you're asking him to come out here after two years off of Achilles and, and line up for possibly 17 to 20 games of left tackle at a position he hadn't 
Like, what? It makes me rethink saying he's going to be okay when you say it like that. Uh, <laughs> it doesn't sound like somebody. Wow. It doesn't sound like somebody who's going to be okay when you phrase it that way. <laughs> Sorry. But, uh, but, you know, hey, maybe maybe there's there's something in the works, you know. You <laughs> just like, never know. You just, just never know. Just, <laughs> I think people people with that part of it, when you when you when you frame it that way, it, it takes people back to Villanueva last year. And they're like a guy who has played left tackle for the last seven, eight years, you're gonna bring him in here and make him a right tackle. And then uh your left tackle gets hurt, so he gets the move, so Villanueva gets the move back to his natural spot, but he's just not what he was. To go along with your conspiracy theory about Ron Stanley and Villanueva and them maybe already knowing that Ronnie may not be ready for the season, brought him at right tackle, daggone knowing that he was going to end up at left oh. tackle. I mean, <laughs> I, mean I, I it wouldn't it wouldn't surprise me. I mean, I think that factored into them going and get uh, getting Jawan Jennings when he had come off his injury, mm-hmm. right? And the Broncos had released him because he got hurt training away from the facility. I forget exactly. Yeah, he, he, yeah, it was uh, it was like a oh. couple weeks before minicamp or something, it was or something before fun. like OTAs. Yeah. yeah, it was something funky. Um, but I think they knew that he wasn't going to be ready in twenty twenty one. But it was like, look, if we can get this guy in and basically a redshirt year, like you talk about um, sometimes, get him healthy again, then we've got some options because I think the one the one thing I definitely agree with you on is I think that they've known this Ronnie thing has been uncertain for a while. Now. Like, I think they knew, like, hey, we don't feel real good about this being resolved in 2022. At least to start the season, I don't think they were totally comfortable. I don't it's think they were on board in twenty twenty one. I think I think they I honestly think they saw a different man after that ankle injury. Like yeah. he showed up and he, he you know, just yeah. different. Yeah, which I mean, look, it's tough. You know, like tough. you talk about all the time when you go through a significant injury, like the first one, yeah, that you've ever had. There's a whole other set of stuff that comes with that, other than just the physical. Yes. Right. They can repair it. But then even with his situation, he had nerve damage. And, you know, you hear doctors talk about that. You don't really know how that's going to respond. Right. So how's that playing on your mental? How's that? You got to get over not only a broken ankle, but now you got a weak, weak foot. Yeah. When I go to put weight on it, maybe, you know, five snaps, it's fine. That's six snap. I can't feel nothing. I can't feel anything. And then it comes back, the seven, you know, the, the, the seven snap. Yeah. And so you don't know throughout the course of a game yeah. when it's going to go, when it's not going to go. Absolutely. And it looked like that in that Raiders game. There were times where it looks like he he went to you know to set and kick, and it looked like he didn't have any stability. Yeah, no explosion. It just was lock up. It just was be stuck or yeah, which, just couldn't get out of a stance. But, but you're not going to be able to play a line in this league like that. Not at any kind of high level. So, look, obviously, everybody's hoping for the best and hoping this is just one of those things where it's like that uh, 
that staring meme, right? Where it's, it's Puffy staring at that dude. And they just staring at each other. And then, you know, finally one person's going to blink and Ryan's going to come out and practice and, and, and everything's going to be hunky-dory. That's that's what we're all hoping for. But, um, you know, until we see it, like we said earlier, and then we, we kind of fell into the same trap. We started off saying, hey, ain't nothing to talk about till there's something to talk about. And then we spent the last 30 minutes talking about it. But we can do that. Because this is this is what you're supposed to do in a play. Yeah, about stuff, right? It's so different. true. Coaches got a whole different job. It's different for them. Different, it's different. Yeah. Talk this talk. Two separate. Uh, yeah, but hey, this was this was a fun one as usual. Uh, I hope everybody enjoys just kind of some reaction and sharing some of our perspective uh, on the roster cut down today. And uh, it's going to be interesting to see what comes over the next couple of days because this roster is not just the next couple of days. It's really the whole season. I mean, this thing yeah. is never like done. They're always trying to improve it. They're always trying to make it the best it can be. And then you also got to, you know, uh, deal with unexpected things. You know, yep. you know injuries are coming, but you don't know who's gonna who's gonna be injured. So then you got to deal with all of that. So it's gonna be that 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 ride that the NFL season always is, and uh, you know, it's gonna be fun. But uh, I appreciate you, man, as always. Uh, that we we get to do this. Getting sentimental <laughs> that we get to do this because it's uh it's a privilege man, just to be able to sit back and talk ball and not have to deal with some of the stuff that other people in the world are dealing with. Uh, yeah. That really is a privilege. So I appreciate you. Uh, appreciate all the listeners, subscribers, everybody that that uh, taps in and interacts with us on Twitter and in and, and different uh, different mediums. And, uh, Season's gonna be starting in two weeks, less than two weeks. So we're gonna get this thing rocking and rolling, man. So until next time, I always say we don't do no overtime. We 